Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. I'm Abigail Wald. And I'm Missy Pyle. And you are listening to Raising and Rising. We created this podcast for parents because we're one of you. We get you and we love you. I believe that from the moment that we become a parent, we have a vision of the kind of childhood we want our children to have and a vision of the kind of parent that we want to be. And while we always love our children, we don't always like them or their behavior. We are here to help you reconnect with that original vision of yours and give you the tools to make it your actual reality. Each episode, we talk to parents who feel that they are often getting pushed past their breaking point. We give loving, constructive solutions and new ways of thinking about your everyday parenting problems so you can confidently rise up to the challenge of raising strong-willed children who thrive within themselves, within your family, and within the larger world. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Raising and Rising. It's your very best friend, Missy Pyle and... Abigail Wald. And do you have a special gift for everybody who listens to the end? I do. We're going to give you an awesome opportunity uh, to actually get to come on and do this. We're going to share a ritual with you guys today that is really powerful for your family to help identify whatever your kids are working on, be able to make really good movement in a really fun way over the summer. And if you listen at the end, I'm going to give you an opportunity to actually get on a live call with me and do it. Um, and yeah, we can uh, get started. So today we're going to talk about this ritual. So Missy, I'm excited that it's just you and me this week. I'm excited too. Yeah. We thought, you know, we don't get enough time for you guys to just get to know us because we're always talking to people. So we thought we would take a week where you guys can just kind of get to know us a little bit more. Um, I'm a Scorpio. (laughs) I'm a Libra with, I think, Scorpio rising or something. I got a lot of water in my sign, apparently. (laughs) Do you drink pina coladas? (laughs) Maybe. Who wants to know? I'm going to a, a wedding in Mexico next week. I might have one. I'll let you know. I, I'm a, I'm like a Nina Colada kind of gal. What's a Nina? It's like Nina? you know, no no alcohol. I'm just kind oh, yeah. of a bit of a, you know, I don't know why. I just I can't do it. Well, it's it's pretty bad for you. Let's be honest. I just I get drunk too easily. So, and I say enough crazy day. shit when I'm not drunk. So <laughs> why? Feel um, you. So listen, I wanted to share with you, uh, Missy, and with all of our listeners, uh, since it's coming up on summer, 
There is a ritual that I like to do uh, for myself and also in the Mother Flipping Awesome community. We do a ritual around summer, and I thought I would share it with everybody here, which is um, we just take an extra moment to have what we call an emotionally brilliant summer. So we plan, basically, we know we're going to have fun. We know that we're going to be playing a lot, usually in the summer. And instead of just using this time as like, oh, cool, we're just going to play and we're not going to worry about all the shit that we know is going to happen over the rest of the year, right? Um, You mean like school and... Yeah. Okay. Right? But like, let's say you've got a kid that you know has separation anxiety and Mm. you're worried about going to school in the fall. And then you're like, you know, I'm just going to like cross my fingers over the summer that somehow come fall, it'll be fine. But actually, all of that playtime that happens in the summer and the togetherness um, and that lightness and the lack of schedule is actually the perfect background for working through that separation anxiety. And it's not just separation anxiety. It's any of what we call emotional projects, right? So, um, which is a, a term that I borrow from the hand-in-hand parenting world, uh, and Patty Whipfler, I just love that term, this idea of emotional projects. And, you know, those are like the sticky things that a kid keeps getting into over and over. It's not just like a one day kind of thing. It's like, oh, this kid always hates to share or this kid always has right. separation anxiety, right? So like, does your daughter have any emotional projects that you're kind of working oh, through? Oh, right as now? you're saying this, I'm, I'm excited because I'm going to ask you a little later for some help. But yes, yes, we have some emotional projects. One of them right now is um, just, I don't want to do that. You know, something we've planned and it's like, we get ready to go and it's like, well, I don't want to go now. Or we get there and it, like, I can't get her out of the car or she did, like we went to violin and she didn't want to, she's wanted, you know, kind of, it's it's just this idea of like, we get there, she wanted to learn to do it. She had an amazing lesson the week before. We were so proud of her. She practiced. Then we got there and she didn't want to bow. And it just, it's, there's just, there's something happening there. Mm, I love this one. This is so Slow perfect. To get so bed, getting in bed is tough. You know, falling asleep, getting out of bed, mm-hmm. getting everything is really tough right now. Yeah. Okay, great. This is a perfect one to work. And that's a great example of an emotional project, right? Because it's like you're saying everything, right? So that's like one of your clues to an emotional project mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to just like a particular thing a kid's experiencing in a moment is that mm-hmm. it bleeds. It's more like um, instead of like a color in the painting, it's like a wash over the whole thing, right? Or you'll see it in lots yes. of different places um, and kind of like red dye in a drop of water. Like it just, it colors everything. So um, that's such a great one and we'll totally lean into that and- just to give everybody an idea of how this works is you sort of go, okay, look at your summer and you say, well, I want summer to be a time of fun, right? We don't want summer to be feel heavy or like all of a sudden we got to do all this work. We want to actually lean into the joy and the fun and the togetherness, but um, make movement so that we're using the days to build the years. We're not using the days to avoid the years in parenting, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, in all parenting, you're kind of thinking, am I just going to have a good day? Or am I going to have a what I call a terrible today for a terrific tomorrow, right? Am I willing to sacrifice I this I love moment? it. Right? 
It's a good one, it's though. Cute. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, am I willing to sacrifice this moment and have a hard moment, but I know I'm making the right choice for this kid, right? And so in summer, we don't want to necessarily have too many terrible todays for terrific tomorrows, but we can actually use that same principle of like, I'm looking at you over the long term. And as sort of benevolent leader of this family, I can see that this is holding you back. And as long as I'm you know, what I call clean about it as a parent, as long as I'm not coming in just because I want you to do this thing, but I actually see it's literally holding you back. And and can you just explain clean a little bit? Like, I, I think that was a pretty decent explanation, but... Yeah. Because when I would think of clean, it's sort of like, I'm already kind of up to here frustrated. Yeah. As opposed to like... I've worked my own stuff out as I'm coming in to talk to you about, or somebody said something to me and I, and I come in and I parrot it back. Yeah. Like if her dad is like, why are we not out the door? You know, and then it's, you know, and then I might use that energy and throw it in there. Totally. And that's such a good thing to dive into. So when I think about clean and the reason I use that word is because that's literally what it feels like to me. Um, I think of it like, we're doing experiments with our kids, right? And I don't mean that in some Mm -hmm. weird way. I just mean life is an experiment and we try things and we see, does it help you? You know, is this, is this like beneficial for you, for who you are as a human? And for us too, we're always doing experiments with like what works for us in parenting. And just the same way in an experiment, you don't want too many things in the Petri dish or you don't actually know what's going on. You can't actually isolate the variables and you can't actually get a good result in the end because too much mess happened. So I like to think of it that way is that that's one of the reasons we want to be clean because we're actually actively trying to build certain things, right? We're we're being able to look at our families and go like in your case, hey, there's these things she wants to do but then this feeling is coming over her that's not mm-hmm. allowing her to finish the loop. So yeah. she's not getting the joy of completion. And in fact, her anxiety is actually going to keep ramping up because what she's learning by every one of these experiences is she doesn't complete. And every mm. time she doesn't complete, that starts to create shame or anxiety or frustration mm-hmm. with the teacher or with you. And so now she's more amped up going into each subsequent situation and ever less able to complete. And that's when you're in that period where I'm, I'm going to call that like a, a, a law of diminishing returns, where the world is getting smaller and smaller mm-hmm. and smaller for you and for your child. And this is when, you know, you say one sound and the child is like already at 100, you know? Uh-huh. Does that speak to what's happening? Oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely are a little amped and definitely feel like we're different people, her dad and I. And so we have different ways of, of doing She And, you know, she knows that she knows the differences between us, too. So she yeah. knows what she can get from, from him and what she can get from me. Oh, well, that brings how in like a it. whole other conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kids that are highly sensitive are usually incredibly gifted. That doesn't mean they're always good at context. They can actually be spectacularly terrible at context. Um, But they do know how to get what they need or what they want or what's possible. They can be good strategists um, to what they think is the right answer for them. So if they think the right answer is get out of going to this concert, 
then, and, and that may not be the right answer. That may not be actually the healthiest choice for them, but it's the decision that feels the safest to them, right? Mm. And okay. so they know how to play everybody in the house to make that happen because it feels so incredibly important. And this is where we get this, I would say, misguided notion of children being manipulative is they're not actually manipulating you. They're scared. Yeah. I mean, there was a moment the other day where, you know, she was having a real, a real problem and, and what she was really, you know, she was being what you would say difficult. And what I know about her is that we can't work on anything in the moment because she's, it's just like, just make her feel safe and feel heard and let her calm down. And there was a moment where it was like, there was a feeling from her dad that, you know, it's like she's getting away with some, something. And I was like, I don't know that that's it. I think she's having a very hard time. Yeah. Like she's not giving me a hard time. She's having a hard time. And yeah. um, the time to, to, to work on it is later because she definitely flips very quickly. Yeah. And that's great. And that, and that's because of all the beautiful work that you've done with her. That's why she's able to flip quickly. And Sometimes. <laughs> the thing is that, um, you know, it brings us back to this idea of being clean and why is it important to be clean? So there's a couple different reasons it's important to be clean, which is it's completely understandable that you're going to have a hard time because while she's having a hard time, she is actually giving you a hard time <laughs> because you Very want true. a different outcome, but it's not mm -hmm. her giving you a hard time. It's you're having a hard time too. And so yeah. she's having a hard time and you're having a hard time because you believe it should look a different way. And so everybody's having a hard time. And then, you know, you look at her and in your mind as the parent, it can feel like, hey, you're giving me a hard time. And in her mind as the child, it can feel like, hey, you're giving me a hard time. Of course, and the truth yeah. is everybody's just having a hard time together on different yeah. sides of the fence, so mm -hmm. to speak. Um, and the reason that it actually is so important to get clean is because, number one, you can't see the situation with clarity while you're so clouded with your own opinion about what should or should not be happening. You can't actually know what's happening for her or not happening for her because you're too angry about it happening. And it's always a time thing, too. It, it usually feels like this has to happen now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it happens to all of us. It happens to me all day too, by the way. Like these things happen. They come up. They, they, I shouldn't say all day, but you know, it does happen yeah, for me too. Your, it's like your child did just make you an amazing he taco did. with tomatoes from his, that he grew in the garden. So yeah, I he, was like, well, he's, he's remarkable. If anybody needs a, a little child caterer, um, I don't even know if that's legal. <laughs> You can he's, always do a YouTube channel. He's an channel. incredible chef. Um, so, you know, what I want to say is that um, the reason you want to be clean is because, A, you want to be able to see the situation clearly because you can't move somebody else's dial because it would be better for you or even better for them. You actually need to know what does this person need in order to be willing to move their dial, right? right? So what does she need? Like you can think you need to be able to bow because you wanted to go to the class, you wanted to go to the concert and in the concert you have to bow, so you have to bow. 
right? Because that was the issue. She didn't want to bow, I think you had said, right? It, yeah, it was her class. Um, yeah, she didn't want to go. Oh, she, actually, I she, think you told me this before we started recording. So let me start and say, so for instance, tell me what happened with this you know, class she didn't want to go to or... It was a class. Um, she we, we take violin from our neighbor. It's like a cute little three-minute walk and we sit outside and she refused to participate before when we were doing it a couple years ago. And then some of our neighbor kids, we went to their concert and she was like, I do want to do that. I want to play the violin. She's one of those kids, you know, there's a lot going on under there that is like last night. And like when we were, I was trying to get her to go to sleep, she asked me a million questions about the planets on the ceiling and the stars and what is a star and what's, what are the rings made out of on I mean, she had so many like questions. I just was like, that I couldn't answer and, you know, t- wanted to know about universes and da da. I mean, it was so exciting to see her open up mm. and, you know, like, and I know that her, her brain is just going. But she went to this class and I don't know exactly what happened, but we got there and it was like, I said, you know, you can take the lesson on my lap because she likes to do it on my lap. Oh, but we have to get up and bow. And she didn't really want to get up and bow. And what we used to do when she was little and she weighed less um, is that I would stand up and bow and we would bow together with her on my lap. But I was like, I need you to stand up and bow. And that I think was the moment where she was like, I'm not doing it. So you crossed the line of safety for her. And and it's important to understand. So um, you're bringing up so many issues. I feel like we could have like 10 different podcasts about this right. little story. Um, mm-hmm. So another thing you're bringing up here is this idea of the line. Okay. So when, when a child has an emotional project and there's like a little bit of an anxiety tripwire, which is what's happened, right? Um, yeah. maybe a dignity tripwire, maybe an anxiety tripwire, maybe they're moving in together, right? Where the anxiety is causing her to feel a little bit of shame, which is then tripping the dignity tripwire, right? So it's almost like a right? And so what happens is she already stretched. She already said, I'm going to do the thing I said no to last time. And so she's already stretching like a rubber band, stretching more than she's ever stretched before. And then you were like, cool, you just have to be able to fit around the Tupperware. And she was like, that's it, rubber band done, snap in your face. Well, she did go to the lesson the week before and for five minutes she did everything. And then she sat on my lap for the rest of class. And she bowed at the end. Um, ah, and she interesting. Seemed, and she was great. I mean, like, I couldn't believe it. She was playing along with the teacher, plucking out the notes. Like, the teacher was playing something else, and she was plucking out all the right notes. So cool. Um, and sometimes she'll so say to me— So that might also play into this, though, because she may have extended herself so far mm-hmm. and been noticed— so mm-hmm. here's another issue with these highly sensitive kids. And again, that's why I say literally every sentence you say could be an entire podcast. But <laughs> no, <Great>. seriously, because <laughs> like we could talk for 20 minutes about being clean and why it's important to be clean. We could yeah. talk for 20 minutes about this dignity tripwire. We could talk for 20 minutes about the anxiety. We could, well, we could talk a lot longer about that. But we could talk for a really long time Man. about this stretching and the the edge and how much, you know, how far to pull the rubber band before it snaps in your face. We could talk yeah. about why they go back and forth. Like, why is she capable on this day and not capable on that day? And sometimes what happens is for these highly sensitive children who are gifted, who are taking in a tremendous amount of information, mm-hmm. if they do something really well and then they get praise, yeah. and there have been studies about this, they will yeah. go the other way because oh, no. they got 
too noticed. They got too out of their comfort zone. It was like they stretched and didn't realize how far they had stretched. And then everybody's like, oh my God, you stretched so far. You fit around two Tupperwares, you little rubber band. And then they're like, I think that's what happened. And then they don't want to do anything anymore because they don't want to be beholden. So here's another place where the highly sensitive starts to jump in with the strong-willed and you get this Mm -hmm. strong-willed, demand-avoidant, anxiety, highly sensitive cocktail where now you're tripping. <laughs> ah! Yeah. Want to drink that? Fuck, talk fuck, about fuck. talk about way to get drunk, right? That'll get you drunk, oh my that God. cocktail. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you get this cocktail where now the child doesn't want to because they're being they're experiencing it as someone else seeing what they could do and now expecting that behavior of them. And then that gets interpreted by their brain as a demand. And then the demand avoidance strong will kicks in plus the anxiety of I stretch too far. And then you get that snap back in your face explosion. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot to even process. I'm not even sure I can remember all the things. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily this is recorded. <laughs> Those big wireless providers forget that families come in all shapes and sizes. And that is why Mint Mobile decided to shake up the wireless industry with their brand new modern family plan. Each line starts at 15 bucks a month and you only need two lines to get started. So no matter how big or small your family is, you deserve to save on your wireless service. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless services for just 15 bucks a month. 15 bucks. Come on. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, whether you're buying for your family or for yourself. And at Mint, families start with two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network, OMG. Mint Mobile's modern family plan lets you mix and match data plans so everyone gets the amount of data that's just right for them. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, including the Modern Family Plan, go to mintmobile.com slash raising. That's mintmobile.com slash raising. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash raising. But does that make sense to you? Demand avoidant. Yeah, it does. I do. And I know I know that research and I know I couldn't help myself. I was so astounded by it. What I've noticed this week is that she's a lot, a lot more gifted than, than I might have previously thought. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday we were painting, we got these little mermaid uh, wooden things and, and we were painting them and... Oh, God, she had a whole thing about wanting, you know, one was open, but she didn't want that one because her dad had done one of them. There was another one that was brand new, and I was trying to save it for a gift for somebody else. And she wanted, I was like, I want my own. I finally just said, you know, you must want your own so you can have it or whatever. She painted one eyeball, and it was wrong. I mean, for her, she thought she painted it wrong and refused to paint. And then I I started painting mine, and I started going out of the lines a little bit. I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going out of line. And then she was like, it's okay. You can keep going. I mean, she started parenting me through yeah, my... That's such a great way to do it, My going out of the lines. Way. And then she still didn't paint herself, but she's like, just keep going. You can keep going. Don't worry about getting out of the lines. And I just was like, oh my God. And I, But I still couldn't get her. And I was like, will you please paint with me? I still couldn't get her to do it, but... Yeah. 
So there's a couple ways you could bring play into this situation, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's with that mermaid thing that you're painting, right? Um, And, you know, it can also be uh, in the other situation, right? So there's a couple things you can do. So one of them, like in the mermaid situation, you could be painting and do exactly what you did, which is just brilliant, right? Which is to be as if you are her. Yes. So you embody her feelings mm-hmm. and you're like, oh no, I went out of the lines. And she's like, you can do it. And instead of being like, oh yes, you're right. I can. And jumping easily, you really exhibit how she feels. And you're like, no, you know, if I've ruined it, like I can't, I can't, that's it. Like if you make one mistake and let her explain to you, no, no, you can still do it. And then you go, well, I want to, but I'm really afraid. And maybe it's not you paint yours. Maybe it's, will you hold my hand? Well, I put the oh, dip the brush yeah. in, and so it's a, even a she little would love thing. that. Does that make sense? She loves, and so to now teach she's painting and... through yeah. you, as mm. opposed to painting her own, which is just yeah. maybe too oh, many steps yeah. ahead. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. These children who are gifted, they're so sensitive. Often, yes. I mean, it's unbelievable sensitivity, and that's why it demands incredible sensitivity for us as their parents. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, there's so many lines that we've already learned to cross and, you know, things we've learned to do as an adult. And we forget how much every one of those little steps is learned. It's kind of like you've been playing piano for 40 years and somebody else sits down and it's day, you know, whatever, 200. And they're just like, you know, and you're like, just play it like this. And they're like, forget it. I don't want to play at all. You know, because in their mind... I think of it like this, like, um, there's this great story. I believe this is in James Hillman's The Souls Code, where he talks about Yehudi Menuhin, uh, who's this famous violinist who apparently asked uh, his parents for a violin when he was like three years old. And Mm -hmm. the parents brought home a toy violin. But he takes the violin and he's like, smashes this toy on the ground and says, I said a violin. And now you could look at this child and you could be like, what a brat. Right. But he's a violinist and his soul knows this. And so he is saying, I need a Stradivarius. Now, of course, he doesn't need a Stradivarius at the age of three. But the reality Mm -hmm. is he did need a real violin and he knew that. He knew, you don't understand where I'm going I need to be here. And I Mm -hmm. often think that these gifted children, these highly sensitive children, it's like they kind of know that they are destined for some kind of moreness, I should say, right? I don't Mm -hmm. want to call it a greatness. I think all human beings have the ability to be incredibly great in many, many different ways. And giftedness is certainly not the only way to be great. But there is a kind of quality that goes with this kind of child where they're like, you don't understand, you know, even like we were joking about my son, the chef, right? But literally, like, if I just buy him like a regular something, like a cheese or something, he's like, that is not the cheese. It does not melt at the right temperature. It's like, right? you know what? I get it. I get it. Like the the sensitivities, even um, here's another story about like a highly sensitive child. Um, He's got these, he planted So again, this is like the kind of sensitivity we're talking about with a highly sensitive child. So Mm -hmm. when he was a baby, he used to watch videos of vines unfurling. So you know how like other kids watch like videos of trucks and like 
un, you mm-hmm. know, presents opening and stuff like this. He never was interested in those things. What he wanted was to watch vines unfurling. He was obsessed with Amazing. nature and plants. And um, and then as he grew older, um, he learned like all the Latin names for flowers by the time he was like three. And I'm not kidding. He couldn't even speak English. He could say the Latin names for plants and flowers. And it it's wasn't amazing. coming from us. Like, like right. it was the strangest thing. Like, I think he was getting it sometimes from like, maybe we'd watch a YouTube video and they would talk about mm-hmm. the plant. And like, I wouldn't remember the name, but he would. Right. And um, and then he, uh, whenever I would like eat, let's say a, a fruit or an avocado, mm-hmm. and he would come in the kitchen later and be like, where's the pet? And I'd be like, oh, I, I threw it out. And he would get enraged. He was like, mm. why would you throw it out? It can be a tree. It can create another flower. It can create right. a this, that. You know, and I would always be like, okay, well, we'll get another one. Like it wasn't my sensitivity. Do you know? And yeah. So now cut to a year ago, and now he's 13. Um, we went and got donut peaches from the farmer's market. And about half an hour later, he's like, Where's the pet? And I was like, I, I it's right here. <laughs> Go in the Hold on. garbage. Oh, I saved it for you. Can you just, you wait there. Don't come in. Don't come in. <laughs> Go in the garbage. <laughs> Pull it out. Right, of course. And he plants it. So now he put it in the fridge. He researched what to do with it, gave it a cold spell. And all these months later, he's like, pull it out. We got to check it. We check it. It's actually like an actual now like, you know, sprouting thing. He puts mm-hmm. it in the ground um, and in a, you know, in a, like a, I don't even, you can tell how much I know about gardening. He puts it in a pot mm. and then um, grows Usually it. Usually they have like little egg carton grower things. Yeah, well, and then now like a larger and larger and larger one. Now mm-hmm. it's in a 15 gallon. And now he wants to plant it in the soil. And it's been in this 15 gallon pot for so long that he's like, it's not really growing. So we are talking to this arborist and we're having a conversation with the arborist. And I say, like a complete noob, I say, you know, um, yeah, it's not growing. It's stunted. It hasn't grown in a while. And he looks at me absolutely horrified. And then he looks at the arborist. He goes, that is not accurate at all. It is slightly root bound, but on the very bottom, you can see these tiny little red dots. And those red dots are actually where the crouch branches are going to grow, but it's not able to do that because it doesn't have the root area. And I look at him and I'm like, right, what he said. Oh my God, that's incredible. But like, who notices that? I guess, I mean, Latin. Yeah, Latin chef boy. But but, but this is the thing is that these kids, it's it's not just my kid, right? It's just, it's a certain kind of child who is you know, gifted, highly sensitive, often strong-willed. There's often some anxiety. Right. There's usually a lot of perfectionism. And it's it's kind of this gifted 2E kid, right? Twice exceptional mm-hmm. where they're like really ahead in certain places and less ahead in others, right? Yeah. But I always go back to that Yehudi Menahan story where it's like, it's literally in your soul's code to grow this way, child. Yeah. So here's my question. And I think this is probably, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people can, can, hand, can, benefit from this answer because for me what ends up happening is if I don't really know what to say and I think when they yell at you it's like you can't talk to me that way and we you know and it's it's almost like can you ask me again without yelling and it's like they don't even really know that they're yelling at you <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just like what the fuck are you saying you don't even you know I uh, so to me the issue is like w- what do I do I've been finding myself threatening you know saying well if you don't do this we can't watch tv because that's kind of the only thing that really will make her do something. 
at night, you know, that's the, that's our routine. We watch a little Bluey or the Magic School Bus, which is <laughs> unbelievable, by the way. It's like hosted by Lily Tomlin. It's some show from the 70s. You know about, you know about it? Yes. Oh, my God. And it explains all of these scientific theories. It's so funny. But awesome. I'm just... I'm I'm just really at a loss. Yeah, and it's so true. And then we don't like ourselves because we feel like, oh, uh-huh. I've got this like diamond and I'm using a jackhammer because I don't yes. know what to do, but I can't take it anymore, right? Because yeah. diamond is driving me nuts and I just want to freaking... Right? Especially if it's if she's being rude to another person. Yeah. Like the the teacher, it's hard because you know, I, uh, yeah. I know the other kids in our neighborhood that go probably... Uh, you know, they, they will do it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're bringing up so many issues that come up for us as parents of these kids, right? right? Mm -hmm. So um, here's what I would say is, again, let's circle back to the beginning, why it's so important to be clean. You have to have the cleanliness because you've got to have the clarity to be able to see what's actually happening. She's not manipulating you. She's actually having like not a panic attack, but she's having a fear that's causing her to draw a line in the yes, sand. Yes, a hundred percent. Now, then you have to be able to rise above the clarity of what you're seeing and have the leadership and go, okay, I've got the leadership of this moment to know this isn't beneficial for her. She's making a decision. She's she's highly sensitive. She's picking up on all this information. She's having mm-hmm. lots of big feelings, and yeah. she's cr- jumping to a solution which is not necessarily beneficial always, right? And we'll talk about whether the bowing at the end of this is that important or not. We'll talk about that because that's another thing is that we get caught up and that's another level of not being clean where we like, we're like, oh my God, you have to bow. It's like, maybe not, right? right? Maybe not. Maybe that's not actually what's most important. Maybe there are other ways for her to show deference and respect and appreciation. I can always ask, you know, Miss Leslie, I can say, hey, can can I bow for Zoe today? Yeah, you could and do I'm that. And I'm sure you that could, would be fine. You could also find ways for her to show it in a different way. So I'll, I'll role play mm-hmm. that with you. Um, and, and so we need the cleanliness to be able to have the leadership to know right. what's actually important. Where am Mm -hmm. I getting tripped up by other people's expectations, by shoulds, by comparison Mm -hmm. to other kids who maybe run differently, have different temperaments? Um, You know, what of my own childhood or my own memories or my own need to fit in is getting kicked up? Here's what I would say to you is that is another piece of the cleanliness is are we wanting our child to bow in the moment because that's what everybody's supposed to do and you just need to learn what you are supposed to do? Or are we wanting to actually teach her like, hey, this is a way we're showing respect. We're showing respect matters. We know you care. And so it's like, right. do are we trying to get the outside behavior or are we actually trying to grow the respect? Because those aren't actually, and that's when we get into the days versus the years of parenting. I could get the outside day, but I haven't built the long-term year value, right? And mm-hmm. so that's that's another place that we want to get clean about is which one am I working for? And listen, sometimes it's like, it is the day that matters. Like, hey, you're actually yeah. standing at the Jubilee. You're going to meet the queen. I'd like you not to spit on her, please. Um, you know, right now, how you're going to comport yourself really, really matters, right? So 
So sometimes that is the issue. Yes. And I think that's part of what was probably coming up for you at this concert. Yes. So I'd like to actually have that conversation with her in a way that might open up avenues that allow her brain to say yes, instead of this very binary bow or not bow, because Mm -hmm. that's a very binary decision and giving a highly sensitive demand avoidant perfectionistic strong-willed child a binary decision means very often as a parent you're going to be on the losing end of that binary decision Mm -hmm. right and that's just a reality it's time parents time to finally cross off one of the most important things on your to-do list life insurance Fabric makes getting a great term life insurance policy for your family quick, easy, and surprisingly affordable. Fabric was built by parents for parents to help make it easier to manage your family's finances. Fabric is all online, so everything is on your schedule. You don't need to schedule anything or make time for phone calls or appointments. Just apply online when it's convenient for you. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply, see your quote, and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. You might even be offered coverage instantly, no health exam required. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over the other providers with great quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. You also get a 30-day money-back guarantee and can cancel at any time. And their online hub lets you handle all your family finances in one place, not just life insurance. OMG, you can create a will, start your kid's college savings plan, and even set up a rainy day savings fund. Fabric has over 1,600 five-star reviews on Trustpilot.com, and it's fully backed by Vantus Life, one of the most trusted names in life insurance since 1847. So you can feel confident that you're getting a high-quality policy that is perfect for your family. So protect your family's financial future with Fabric. Apply today in just 10 minutes at Meet fabric.com slash raising. That's M-E-E-T fabric.com slash raising. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantis Life, not available in New York or Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Right? So we mm-hmm. want to learn to create a very open universe of opportunities for everybody to win. 
as a parent okay. when you're working with a child like this. Okay. So I'm going to model what that looks like. And and I also, because we are promising everybody here um, this summer ritual, I'm going to do it in that language where maybe I'm going to say to myself, um, so maybe I'm going to say to myself, hey, it's summer. I've got lots of time with my daughter right now, more time mm. than I usually do maybe during the school year, right? And we've got, it's like the energy of play, the energy of fun is right. around us. And instead of just like cross my fingers, hope it's better when we get back to violin class in the fall, I could actually go, hey, I know this is an issue, so we're going to work on it. And while we're okay. not going to be in class to be able to bow, right? And and again, maybe this class does go on for you over the summer, but I'm just giving this as an example for people okay. um, as they go forward. Um, you know, you go, all right, well, how can I work? How can I use the play and connection and fun of summer to work this long-term emotional project so that when right. we get back in September, you know, because even if you do have this class or don't have this class over the summer, this issue will still be there where she doesn't right. want to do things in the way that's being asked if she's feeling in any way sensitive, mm -hmm. right? Would you agree 100%. that's kind of the nut of it? A hundred percent, yeah. Okay. So once we identify it like that and we're no longer looking at it as bow or not bow, right? Mm -hmm. Now we have more opportunity. So what I might do is say, okay, I'm going to remove the problem from violin class because I don't get... The problem with working this project at violin class is A, lots of people are watching me. B, mm -hmm. I've got a time constraint, right? Yeah. C, she's super activated in the moment. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to work it there, I'm going to pull the emotional project in and I'm going to own it at home. So what that means is, and that's why summer is great. So instead of all the emotional projects you know happen in school, you pull them out of the space and location where they happen and you deal mm -hmm. with the nut, the emotional nut of what is actually happening. So for okay. her, as we've identified, it's, you know, when I'm sensitized, I don't like to be told what to do. When it feels yes. unsafe in my body, I will always choose my own safety over what I quote unquote should do. That's good the coding you, in her brain. Does that make sense? Good for you. Yeah. And also it's like, good for you, kid. Right. I don't strip, and I don't want to strip that away from her. And I feel like that's, you know, my fear. Like, I, I don't want to strip that from her. I, I love that she is so defiant on many levels. I think it's brilliant. Okay. Anyway, keep going. So what you just said is brilliant. Because you see, when I define it that way, look what just happened for you. Like, what just mm -hmm. happened for you? just by my defining it differently? I mean, I was like, yeah, girl, go. I mean, it made me feel very proud of her and, and I could understand it from her point of view. Yeah. And what happens when you look at it the other way? How do you feel? Um, very frustrated. So look at that. It's literally the same thing happening and you have I an know. entirely different experience about it. But this is why when I talk about getting clean is the first mm -hmm. step, you have to do that because if you don't have an open heart that sees the rightness in the wrongness of their behavior, you mm -hmm. can't lead them across and ferry them to a better behavior. They won't trust okay. you and you don't have the mm -hmm. vision. So that's okay. why you want to be able to look at them, have it be super clean and open, and mm -hmm. then be able to go, I totally see the rightness and the wrongness. 
You know, mm-hmm. you, you, this isn't, you're not going to say that to them, right? You're, it's just right. for you. And right. then you're able to, um, you're able to go, okay, how do I create this environment where she has to do something and she's sensitized? So first of all, maybe let's start where she's not sensitized. So maybe what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring in playful bows throughout the house. So mm, let's say okay. she, I tell her, we've got to walk the doggy, and she brings me the leash. Maybe I bow to her and I say, thank mm. you so much. I deeply appreciate this leash. Okay. So now what I'm doing is I'm attaching this idea of bowing, bringing it into our life, making it less scary. It's part mm. of our home. It's part of how we communicate. It feels playful. There's no demand on her. I'm just showing her how much I appreciate it. And so then, you know, maybe I say to her, um, you know, uh, would you like, you know, this or that? Or later at night, she wants, she's asking for ice cream. And I go, well, how are you going to show me you appreciate? Will you do a curtsy? And maybe I do that because it's not a bow. And the bow is already still a little bit mm, sensitized. So now if I ask her for curtsy, maybe that's fun. And then we think about lots of different ways we begin to show respect. And then we begin having this conversation about why would we show respect and what is gratitude and what is respect. And we can do it everywhere. So the doggy gives us a kiss and we go, oh, doggy, I love your kisses. Thank you so much. Oh, you know what? In doggy language, doggies like play bows. Let's give the doggy a play bow, right? Mm-hmm. And so now I can start bringing in this concept in all these different, very unthreatening ways. Does that make sense? I think that was a pretty decent explanation, but sometimes if I if I do the bow, she'll be like, I don't like that. Stop. Don't do that. Then I would Because it has a so then it has a she's telling you it's too connection. close to the bow. So then yes. I say, Oh, I won't. So let's 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 role play that. Okay. I won't do it. I'm sorry. Did that did that remind you of the other day when everybody was trying to get you to bow? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking about that and I was thinking about how wrong that was. I'm gonna say that because that's not what she's expecting to hear. Mm-hmm. Because I say it like that, it's going to open her brain. Mm. So okay. she's going to want to know why, right? Yeah. Why so, did you think it was wrong? Well, I understood why the teacher wanted you to bow. And I kind of understood why mommy and daddy wanted you to bow because all the other kids were bowing. But it was wrong because your body told you not to bow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that was because you don't like the teacher, right? So now I'm giving her a dignity highway. I don't think that was because you don't like the teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Why, I don't you know. must have had a good reason. Do you like the teacher? Yeah. Do you like the class? I don't know. Don't know yet. Oh, well, maybe that's what your bow or not bow <laughs> was saying. Maybe your not bow was like, I'm not sure I want to bow for this yet. I'm unclear as of right now how I feel about this. Thank you very much. Is that what you were trying to say? I don't know. Don't know. Okay. So her I don't knows right now mm-hmm. are telling me she's overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I think so. So she's yeah. signaling to me through you because you know her. Mm -hmm. She's signaling to me that she's overwhelmed. This is too much. It's too close. She's almost like, I don't want to say dissociating, but there's an element of like, I can't go there. Right? Mm. So I'm going to back off and I'm going to say, you don't know. Okay. Yeah. We don't know yet. That's okay. Sometimes it's okay not to know. 
Yeah. We could, we could try later and see if the part we don't like is the violin or the teacher or the other kids or the bowing. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like bowing because I think it's funny to bow to the doggy. I just think that <laughs> makes me laugh. Do you want to try bowing to the doggy with me, but not next door? Let's not bow next door. Let's just bow to the doggy. <laughs> Would she do that? I don't know. I don't know. She might. Yeah. And if she doesn't, you could say, how about if I bow, would you clap for me? Ah, yeah, I think she would do that. Okay. That's good. And if I bow deeper, do you clap deeper? Right? And so Mm -hmm. I go wherever she lets me go. I let her determine how far I can push, but I still keep coming in. Does that make sense? I don't just go, okay, you don't want to talk about it. Forget it. I keep coming into the edge of comfort. The edge of comfort. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so hard because you just are like thinking of like the, it's just, it's so hard to be a parent and be like, oh, I don't know what to do right now, you know? So, and it's sometimes a she'll be like, just go project. away. I want to be alone. It's a you long know? project. It's a long project. But if you get her to clap, and then someday, a day or two later, she bows with you. And then you guys mm-hmm. start doing silly bows to the banana in your cereal and silly mm-hmm. bows to the milk and silly bows maybe to the violin of, hey, violin, we're going to bow to you, but we're not going to bow to the teacher next door. Don't tell yeah. her. And then we do like naughty things. And then we go, wait a minute. We like the teacher next door. Oh, goodness. Um, but we don't want to bow. Why don't we want to bow? I don't know. We just don't want to bow. Don't ask me. I don't know. We don't want to bow. We're not bowing. We could could write her a thank you note instead. We could hand it to her. We could say, we're going to write you a thank you note, but we just, we're not ready to bow. That's okay. Yeah. Or we could say, thank you. Maybe we could stand there and ask her. Maybe she's never thought of this. Maybe instead of bowing, you could stand there and say, thank you everyone for being here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think bowing is the only way to show appreciation and respect. Yeah. Yeah. We could draw a picture for everybody and say, we drew this picture to show our appreciation of tonight. We could do that. We could mm, sing a song. We could write a poem. We could do nothing. We could quietly say, we're not ready to bow. That would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. We could we could call her and say we'd like to take your class but we don't like the bowing part. What would you suggest? That's a good idea. Thank that feels like I mean, it feels like there were her she's heard. Yeah. You know, and I think that that, you know, I think I'm just slipping a little bit into the world of should, which is Yeah, and it's okay. The wasteland. And and even better than we don't like the bowing, I would even prefer to say, we're not ready for the bowing part yet. Not ready. Yeah, not yet. We're not ready yet. I like that. we're not ready yet. We're not there yet. Yeah. Let's try. I think we're going to try. We'll try. I'll try those things. And just really, uh, I think just letting her know that it was wrong and that we'll, we'll open her brain and Yeah. And, and when I say that it was wrong, I don't mean that you've done something wrong. It's that right. we're going to say it to the child in that way because 
there is a wrongness to like, just do it. Um, but not right. because it's wrong. Like, what does that mean wrong? It's just wrong because it's not going to help her. And it's wrong because it's not actually going to get her where you want her to go, which is to open up and actually be able to bow when she wants so she can be part of things. So your instinct right. is correct and healthy and long-term, but going directly for it is going to be the least likely way to get there with a child like yeah. this. You have to go obliquely. So you're going you're gonna to say it was wrong to go direct you know what I mean? In your mind, mm-hmm. you're, you can finish the sentence in your mind. And then y- what you're doing is you're going to say, I want to work with you and I want to help you right. get what you want. And I know you love this experience. And then we added this other part to this experience that doesn't have to be part of it. You don't have to say no to violin just because you can't bow just yet. You can find other ways to show respect. So we're still holding on to the value of showing respect. We're not saying you can just go into the class, do your thing, and walk out. Right. Right? We're not going, hey, there's no there's no bar. We're, we can still hold the standard. We're not saying if you don't bow, you can't go. Or, you know no, what I mean? because it doesn't need to be that. Yeah. Right? We can still find other ways to show respect to the community. It feels like, it also feels like advocating for the strong-willed person that I have. And I feel like sometimes it's hard for me to do that because it was not a part of my childhood. You know, so it's not my first instinct. Uh, even when we were, we were in Vietnam and they jammed, and you know, a thing up our nose for a COVID test that really kind of hurt. And then when they wanted to do it again, um, she refused to do it. And instead of being like, well, what else can we do? I was like, well, listen, in order for us to go home, we have to do it, honey. You have to do it. You know, I wasn't at all like, you know, mean, but I wasn't, I didn't say to them, is there anything else we can do? But it doesn't here's always... the thing. That is a reality that she had to do it. And well, they were like, we can do it in her mouth. Right. And I was like, oh, I did, should have asked. You yeah. Know. And and so anyway. it's always good to ask, even if the answer is no, we're going to have to do it, or yes, but we have to do it in the mouth. It, mm-hmm. Just her seeing that you advocate for her is huge. Yeah. Whether or not there is another opportunity. So even if you guys call the violin teacher and she says, absolutely not, everybody in my class has to bow, then you get off the phone and you go, oh, goodness. Well, do mm-hmm. we want to not have this opportunity to play music? that we want to have, Hmm. and all we'd have to do is learn how to bow. Right. Or do we want to say, well, I guess we'll let go of the ability to learn how to make music with you, even though you're right here next door and we do like to do it and we do have friends who do it and we have a lot of fun when we go there and we love practicing and all that stuff. Because we don't want to learn how to bow. We could do that too. Right? So you mm-hmm. kind of help her see the choices. And then yeah, she and says, I can also say to her, like, you know. Yeah, and in that moment, sometimes it's really hard for her to make a decision. So I can just say, and we can even think about this later. I mean, we can talk about it later. Once you think about, think about what you want to do, and I'll ask you later. Yes. And what's great to give is to move it right away. Now. Just like I was saying in the summer ritual, move it away from like the moment it's happening. You can do the same mm-hmm. thing. So you could yeah. go, well, we don't know if we want to bow. But could we stand on our heads? And then standing on your head is really difficult. And then every day you practice standing on your head till a week later, you're so good at it. And you're like, wait a minute. Well, bowing can't be harder than this. Mm -hmm. And now you come back to bowing. Mm -hmm. Right? It's it's, As a parent, we always want to go direct. 
And we're like mm-hmm. so afraid to take this loop around of listening, you know? Yeah, I know. It's hard to take the time and it's hard to just stop. And then when once you do, you go, oh, this isn't so bad. <laughs> the thing is, not only is it not so bad, it's actually a whole heck of a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Because then you're like spending all week with your kid doing handstands or headstands, you know? And then mm-hmm. dad walks in and he's like, what are you guys doing? You're like, that's eh, a thing. You know, and you're having fun and it's like, you've got this girlfriend you're doing handstands and headstands with, and you know, you guys are having fun and it doesn't have to feel like, no, you have to learn to do the right thing. It's like, and then the child has confidence and then learning feels fun and stretching feels fun and facing her fears feels fun. And that is what builds that exponential ease over time. So instead of just do it because I said so which results in the outside without the inside. We take mm-hmm. the extra time to build the inside, which results in much easier outsides over time, right? Awesome, yeah. So, you know, and that's why I say use summer to build the rest of your year. So so take that summertime um, and we're gonna give you guys actually a gift. So for those of you guys who are still listening, you guys are awesome. And uh, I'm actually holding a class, a live class this week towards the end of June. Um, if you go to motherflippingawesome.com slash summer 2022, um, you guys can join me on a live call and I will do this work with you, uh, on the call. We'll do a group call and we're going to talk about summer and the summer ritual of cleaning up our EPs and setting ourselves up for success for the year. So, um, come join me on that call if you want. And then, uh, yeah, just, you know, you make it fun and you make it move and you get, you get the needle moving in your family and then you feel powerful. I love it. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been another episode of Raising and Rising. Happy summer. Hey, everybody. We just want to thank you so much for listening. And we hope that we've helped you in some way and that you've really enjoyed this conversation. If you or someone you know is struggling with a parenting problem, contact us using our online form at raisingandrising.co. That's raisingandrising.co. Or message us on Instagram at raisingandrising with your most frustrating parenting questions. We want to help make it better. And if you liked our discussion, make sure to subscribe to Raising and Rising on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And hey, give us an amazing rating because you know you loved it. And for those of you feeling inspired by this parenting conversation, check out motherflippingawesome.com slash help for a way to hop on a call with me and have a conversation about your family. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.